Come on, let's give God some praise wherever you are. Let's get excited. Hallelujah. The highest praise, the highest praise, the highest praise belongs to him. And that means that I, I got to get out of my bed. I got to get off that couch. I got to stand up. I need to walk around. I need to move around. And it's easy. I, trust me, it's easy to remain seated it's at home right after breakfast or in the middle of breakfast. But I encourage you, put that bagel down and start worshiping and just say, God, I need to take a moment. I need to exercise some self-discipline and say, you know what? I'm going to worship God. I'm not going to be lazy in my worship. I'm going to stand in my worship. I'm going to raise my hands in worship because the reality is, is you have to do a heart check. You have to do a heart check because then do you only raise your hands in church because other people are watching? Or do you only raise your hands in worship and, and become a little more demonstrative in your worship because not maybe not so much you want others to see, but because of what you see others doing? We should set the tone of worship right here in our hearts to say, I'm going to worship God the same everywhere, anywhere, no matter what's going on, whether there's an outbreak of a virus or whether I've got all my freedoms and there's no restrictions, or I'm perfectly healthy or I'm totally sick. If I'm in a hospital bed or if in my bed at home, I will worship God. He says, let everything that has breath not everyone that has an option, not everyone that has all their rights, not everyone that feels like it, not everyone that is in a good position in your emotional status, but everybody that, ha everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Come on, let's praise God. Let's praise God no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through. We didn't come here to run through the motions. This isn't just another recording. This isn't just another stream. We came here because every time we step into the presence of God, we come to experience God. We come to win. We come to worship. We came to play. We came to see what God can do today in our lives. Because I'm, this isn't a run through for me. This isn't just a rehearsal or recording or a stream from me that I just need to look into an empty camera and wonder what should I say. I'm here to tell you that I don't come here just to speak to you. I didn't even come to preach to you on Sunday mornings when you were here because the preaching of the word is for the exhorting of who God is and what God can do and what he's already done. So my preaching isn't for you. The worship isn't for you. It's all for him. So when, when, we, when we're in this and we're in this mode, we've got to change the way, we've got to change the reason why we worship and we've got to change the reasoning why we preach and why we hear preaching. Because yes, it does bless my soul and yes, it pierces my heart and it goes on the good ground and it grows me and challenges me and imparts into me. But at the same time, it's not for me. I'm a byproduct of what, how I worship God. I'm, I'm, the growth in my life is a product of how I put God first. It wasn't putting my growth first or my development first or what I need first. It was putting God first. And because of that, you hear what I'm saying? I grow. Because of that, there, there are so much fruit in my life and a harvest in my life because I worship God no matter where I am. I praise God no matter where I am. I preach no matter where I am. Some of you thought I started preaching when I got a microphone, but I was preaching when nobody gave me a microphone. I was preaching when I didn't have a stage and I was preaching when before. I, I would preach in the back, I would preach in the mirror to myself. 
that, that's just, I, I, was, I, I was called, we're all called to, to be who we are no matter where we are. And God created you as a vessel of worship. And so I encourage you, when the, when the worship team is streaming into your home on your phone or on your laptop or, or, or on your TV, no matter what you're doing, you need to take a break. And you need to worship. Just take a moment. Take a moment. Because little moments with God become a movement for everybody around you. And God's going to do a great work. They're, he's setting you up for success. But he needs to come first. I want you to open your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 14. And I'm going to preach and continue a message today uh, that the Lord uh, has got me on called Dorothy, Don't Look Back. So I want to pray with you and then we're going to jump in. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. I pray that you'd lead us, guide us, direct us. And Lord, I pray if we're at home and we feel a little too comfortable, sit us up straight. Get us in line. Get us Do a heart check right now if we're a little too comfortable. If we're a little too formal, I pray that we'd break a little formality and we would ride right in where you need us to in the middle of the road, God, moderate. And, and Lord, understanding that we need to live a balanced life. And Lord, I thank you, God, Lord, that we're, we're going to follow you and we're going to chase after you and we're going to put you first in every area of our life. And I thank you, God, that you're going to prepare hearts to receive a good word today. You're going to prepare minds to receive and be transformed today. And I thank you for it. And I pray if there's anybody who's got a hardened heart and a stiffened neck and a frozen mind, break up that fallow ground and, Lord, create a good place for good seed to grow. In Jesus' name, I pray that you'd anoint me, God, Lord, to preach your word. To, for your will to be done and your assignment to be accomplished. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would move me in every unction and step that I take today. And I thank you, God, Lord, for this wonderful, beautiful day, for this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise one more time. I know you're clapping. I know you're clapping wherever you are. Excited awesome to be with you. I got a lot of teaching to do, so grab a seat, grab your notebook, grab your Bible. I'm going to go verses at a time, just like I have been the last couple weeks, and I'm just going to take my time, because again, we've got nowhere to go. So thank you, worship team. Give it up for our worship team. We Come on, give it up for our worship team. We have a phenomenal worship team and band. And, uh, I, and I thank you. I know there are many uh, that are from other churches that you tune in to our church and you've shared your love and appreciation for the word and for our worship team and for the uh, level of excellence that we're able to put forth uh, for our city, for Northern Arizona and beyond. And so I'm so thankful that you're tuning in. And I, I'm so thankful to have such an incredible church. Uh, we are uh, the most viewed and uh, connected church in northern Arizona, and, and we are the greatest church in the world. And I know that uh, the world may not know it yet, but we know it. And I know that God has a great ministry that he's birthing through this place and through you and through each and every person. And so I'm incredibly just honored. Uh, to pastor such an amazing church. You guys have done phenomenal. I love seeing how our church online doesn't fall to the waysides of extremes and you don't start hating 
everybody and you don't start bickering and backbiting and blaming because your blaming will always keep you from your blessing. But as long as you, but if you release that and you just say, I'm not going to blame them or blame them or and get mad at this and protest that, that's not what God called you to do. God called you to walk with him, trust in him. And I'm so incredibly blessed to watch our church live right in that level with Jesus where we just walk right down the road in a balanced, balanced, spiritual, mental capability that we just continue to be the light and we continue to be the voice of reason and we be continue to be the voice of truth and we continue to speak love and peace and hope and life. And so, uh, again, just cannot be... Uh, uh, more thankful and grateful. We had an incredible Mother's Day last week and a lot is transpiring. And so that was a great, wonderful week and so many amazing things that are happening and still to come. Our prayer drive, our drive-in services and so many other things that are coming down that I can't wait for because God is setting us up for success. See, sometimes you think that the journey you're on is setting you up for failure and frustration, but God is actually setting you up for a better future. And so it's, it's, I've preached messages on this before because I've talked about, and you, you can go back and, and revisit the archives and look into the messages that I preached about how you, if you're holding on to yesterday's glory, you can't grab a hold of today's victory. And if you're holding on to yesterday's pains, then you can't grab a hold of tomorrow promises and so you you let go you release yourself of potential in the future and well as long as you cling to what used to be or cling to the or, or the hurts and the pains and or you cling to the how good things used to be and that's what we've been talking about this last few weeks we've been talking about uh, how to let go and how to move forward because God has called us to not look back and so uh, I, I encourage you to tag somebody right now. I know that you started off when you first started streaming. You started tagging people, and then there are names you stopped tagging because they didn't tune in after the first time. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on people. Don't give up on that opportunity. Continue to tag those people. Continue to share this. If there's 50 people tuning in right now, then there should be 50 shares. If there's 150 people tuning in right now, there should be 150 shares because we need to be the witness we need it we need to be the one that shares you have shared so many pointless pathetic memes you should share the, the the word of God you should share the the ministry you should share the preaching you should share the worship some of you who you tuned in right now because you knew the worship should be about done right now and you're not a worshipful kind of person you need to rewind submit your flesh and worship God because I can't sit here and continue to pastor people who don't want to change because we don't have room for you and I know that sounds like a harsh statement, but I'm just trying to tell you, if nobody's going to tell you the truth, then you're never going to be challenged. And if you're never challenged, you're never going to change. And if you never change, you're never going to grow. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? You stopped growing and gave up here, and you had all this life that I had given you, breath in your lungs, life in your days, length to your days, and yet you did nothing with it. And I want to challenge you, even if I'm the guy who that you don't like and you hate for a while, just to simply spur you on into a greater, better place for you than let it be. Because I want you to grow. 
I want you to be challenged. I don't want you to sit and remain. There are people who are telling us about, I can't wait to come back to church. People who haven't been to our church in over a year saying, I'm going to come back to church. There are, there are people who said, I'll never set foot in a church. And they said, I can't wait to go to church. There are neighbors and friends and family members of yours that you've been inviting that are about to come back to church and they're excited about it. I need you to get on the same page and ready to go because we're all headed somewhere. And if you haven't been tuning in or you haven't been worshiping, you haven't been engaging, you're going to be six, seven, 10, 20 steps behind us by the time we get into a full-blown service again. So you need to check back in. And I, in fact, I, I want somebody to ta write that in the comment section as the comments are going through. I want you to, in all caps, I'm checking back in. I'm checking back in. Even if you've already been checked in, inspire somebody else to say it and say, I'm checking back in. Check back in because God's got so much more for you. We've been talking about don't look back because we started with where Jesus said in Luke, he said, remember Lot's wife. And we know that Lot's wife represents a woman who looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah and traded the familiar for the future and traded her greatness of birthing nations for the loss of a nation that was already decimated. And so she traded her, she traded what could be for what was by looking back. And we can't keep looking back. And we talked about, we even tied it in to make it fun and cute is little Dorothy, right? from Wizard of Oz and, and her little ruby red heels. And when she landed after being in Kansas, she landed in Oz. And when she was in Oz, she held her little dog and she said, what? We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And so we can't look back because when she did, what she did is she followed, what did she follow? That little Yellow Brook Road, right? And she followed the Yellow Brook Road because she couldn't go back. She needed to move forward. And there's a path in front of you that you need to keep moving forward with and not keep looking back to because you're, you're never going to see what the what God has for you and finally when she did return to Kansas it wasn't Kansas anymore because her home was different relationships were different she was different and all of that changed because she changed her perspective a lot of our life is gauged upon our perspective our perspective of other people and our perspective of scripture when you read this scripture and i want just a show of of thumbs ups out there thumbs up as we go through i'm going to ask you a question and i want you to just hit that thumbs up button if you can agree with this how many have ever heard of the story of the exodus of children of israel from egypt into the wilderness into the promised land just give me a thumbs up if you're in here give a lord give a hand clap in here if you know what i'm talking about Wherever you're at, just give me something, a little, a little acknowledgement. My worship team, where's my worship team? Y'all better be saying amen out there. So we have, you know, we've, we've heard this story, right? If I was to ask you six months ago or a year ago or two years ago or 10 years ago, you'd, and I said, have you, have you heard of the story? And you would say yes, but how many would be able to look at this story a year or two, 10 years ago and say, you know what this story would fit perfectly with? A, a, a virus pandemic. Nobody would be able to say that because your, your perspective was different. But yet when we look at this scripture and each scripture unveils more truth, our perspective of this scripture transforms our truth. So now we're able to go to a deeper truth because our perspective has changed. Do you see what I'm saying? Your perspectives has got, you got to allow your perspective not to, not to control you, but to be shaped by God so that you can see what God needs to say in the moment. 
And so right when we look at this scripture in Exodus, at the end of Exodus chapter 13 is where we ended last week. And we talked about at the end, how the cloud and the fire led them. And I said, why did God do that? Why didn't God show up in in, in a, a big old dude like form or a buffed out Jesus form or why didn't we see God show up in an old man wise looking sage form why didn't we see this because God is not man and God is not in our system or our structure of how things work and so he he had to be this ominous thing of of a cloud and fire because we weren't meant to worship an idol or a man we were that's why Jesus the Bible says was the word and in the beginning was the word the word was God and with God and the word became flesh because the word is, is outside of our molecular structure and, and it, it can't be what you and I want it to be. But he had to show us first at the beginning before Jesus came how to follow the invisible, how to follow the intangible, how to follow. This is the fire. This is a cloud. And, and, and I know very little about it, but I do know what it is and I can follow. And he taught them how to follow the cloud and follow the fire. And I encourage you to learn how to follow the fire and the cloud. And I wish I could preach all day on just that point, but I, I, I want you to learn how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because the Holy Spirit isn't going to look the way you think. And it's not going to sound the way you think. He's not, going to, he's not going to come off the way you think he should. But he's going to come in a way that will speak to you and speak to the depths of your heart. That will resonate with you. And you got to be ready in your perspective to recognize this is God. And so then when God shifts and when God changes, then you move with God. And then we talked about how... Pharaoh, when he showed up to the children of Israel, his, his plan, his game plan, chapter 14, verse 3, it said, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Guys, it, I don't want to kill you. I want to bring you back. This is, the future's too confusing. What do you mean church is going to be different? What do you mean there's going to be a new normal? What do you mean that things aren't going to be familiar? What do you mean that things have to change? I'm, let, just come on back. Let's go back to the familiar because if we go back to the familiar, we can go back to the slavery that we always lived in that we didn't even know anything outside of because when you're in 400 years of slavery, you don't know anything but slavery. And if all you knew is slavery, you don't even call it slavery. You call it life. We called it life and God says it's really slavery, but we didn't know it was slavery till he put a pandemic on us and moved us out of our slavery and said, you see how great I can do and how more I can do when I pull you out of your perspective into a better perspective because you don't know what you're living in until you get pulled right out of it. And so he pulled them out of it and he says, I want you to see what you were really living in because you thought it was life, but I call it slavery. And so I want to change your perspective. And so Pharaoh was like, no, just come back. And he tries to beg him back. And then this, that's where we ended. So I want to continue from there. And I want you to go to, in fact, skip down with me. Um, let's go to verse 5. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. I want you to underline that. He took his people. Who are his people? The Egyptians. He took all his people with him. 
And also he took, so now he's got Egypt with him. I want you to hear this. He's got Egypt. Now, Egypt was a little lesser because they said the Israelites outnumber us. So what should we do with them? And so that's how slavery began, and that's where they were. So there's 3 million-ish Jewish uh, Israelites, and there are about 2 million Egyptians. So now you've got about 5 million people about to collide in one specific area. And he says he made his chariots ready. He took his people with him. He also took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with the captains over every one of them. I want you to hear that because I want you to realize the size of the attack that was headed their way. Because the greater the future, the greater the attack will be. It's easy to preach about it. It's easy to talk about it. But you don't really realize it when you're in it because all you can see is what's coming at you. And and I'm here to tell you that the greater is the promised land than is the past land that used to hold you captive. And the attack that's coming from the enemy is going to is going to be enormous. He's going to charge. He's going to send everything he's got at you, church. He's going to send everything he's got. Now, some of us, we hear about Egyptians and chariots and all of these weapons and warriors, and we think, oh my gosh, I better look out for a chariot and a weapon. And an Egypt- If you see an Egyptian running by, let me know. And we're looking for all the wrong things, but really it's the simple distractions of, oh, we should wake up and have church today. Nah, you know what? Let's have breakfast instead and let's just go for a hike see the word the attack of the enemy isn't going to look like a chariot of fire it's going to look like a kid who doesn't want to leave you alone when you're trying to receive a word from God and you're going to have to correct them in order to receive what you need because the enemy's plan is going to come at you in every way in every form and bombard you sometimes it's going to be losing a business sometimes it's going to be losing a job or a loved one and the enemy's going to bombard you and send a huge attack but the great the greater the attack, the greater the resistance, the greater the reward, the greater the potential, the greater the future. And I'm here to tell somebody today because we have the luxury of looking back at the children of Israel and watching the attack of the enemy try to destroy, somebody hear me in this phrase right now, try to destroy their nation. And when the enemy tried to destroy their nation, they, they, they had a lot of things to worry about. They could easily be captivated by fear. And, but for our sake, we get to read about how they did not only overcame it, but came through it and were better for it. And we get to rejoice about the victory that we know that they had. But I, I need somebody to not just praise God, but, but for what he did for them, but what he's going to do for you. Because if he delivered them, he'll deliver you. If he saved them, he's going to save you. If he fought for them, he's going to fight for you. Because if the battle is the Lord's, then motion is yours. And you have to remember. Remain in motion in order to keep moving forward and don't look back. Because he's calling us into a greater level of faith, a greater level of trust, a greater level of success in victory. But sometimes the pruning has to come before the growing. And so the attack that the enemy brings or that God, I should say God allows in your life while confusing, right? It may be confusing, And it may seem even frustrating will actually be very clear as you continue to move. But it's hard to gain clarity of what's in front of you when you remain motionless about what's behind you. See, all they had was a great future before them, but you continue to sit 
You continue to stay, and you just are stuck and stubborn. And, and God's saying, you just got to keep moving forward. There was a huge part. So then what does it say in verse 8? It says this, And he pursued the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with boldness. I love that part. You want to know why? Because they started their journey out with boldness. I, I remember when we started out six weeks or so ago, we started out, we got this. God's going to turn this mess into a miracle. And now we're just like, what is going on? This is just, when's my gym going to open? When is the, when can I lay out by the pool again? When are we going to be able to go camping again? Our governor is terrible. Our mayor is, what? Moses, what are you doing? And we just, we will always love to complain about the leader who took the shoulder of responsibility, but, but we don't want to shoulder any ourselves. But I'm here to tell you that God is trying, we always start out bold, but what happens right after that is when Pharaoh came around them in verse 10 and Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid again perspective when the enemy was just behind them and all they could see was the promise in front of them they had walked out with boldness but the moment that they turned and they looked at what the enemy was bringing to them they got fearful and they were totally afraid because they looked back i i i need somebody to catch on to this after six or 70 or 50 or a thousand times of saying this the more you look back the more defeated you will be but if you continue to move forward if you continue to keep your faith forward, your focus forward, your life forward, your hope forward, your joy forward, as long as you continue to be in a forward move, I don't care if you move at the pace of a snail. As long as you move forward, you'll never live in defeat. But if you stop and you stay and you look back at what the enemy's bringing at you, it will be an overwhelming, consuming fear that will try to cripple you and keep you frozen from ever moving forward. And I can't look back. I can't, I can't look back and wonder. I can't look back and say, well, but what did they think? And what did they say? And I, 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 what about my haters? And what about, oh, what about the people who are trying to manipulate us and control us? And what about them? And what about what they did and they said and they're not doing and are doing? Move forward. You can't keep looking back. Because he says they were filled with fear. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then Moses, or then, then they said to Moses, right? They said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, because there, uh, uh, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? I don't have time to spend all on this. Pastor Stephen Furtick, actually, of Elevation Church, preached just on this scripture right here. It was so powerful, so I'm not even going to try to redo it. But I encourage you to listen to it because he preaches about how Egypt was nothing but a graveyard. It was, I mean, I think 70% of the land was dedicated to graves. And so they were being sarcastic, and they were saying, they were saying like, did Egypt not have enough graves that you brought us all the way out here? Isn't it amazing when we get fearful, we get bitter, and we get sarcastic, and we start talking? 
talking trash about that. And oh, I, if I, I, you know what I would have done is I would have reopened things like this. You know what I would have done is I would have done things like this. And we begin to be sarcastic and we begin to be embittered and we begin to blame and we begin to be rude and cruel and mean to the, the, the this is now listen, what all, what all did Moses even want to do for them? He said, I'm the only guy trying to help get you free, but the only person you seem to be blaming is me. And I'm trying to get you to a promised land that God has already showed me. And if you'll just shut your mouth and follow me for a little bit, we're going to get where we're going because blaming will always keep you from your blessing. And they lived, they lived in a lifestyle. And, and that's what 40 years in the wilderness was having to get out of them is get out of them the blaming mentality. And it kept them. Those who kept blaming never saw the blessing. But when they changed it, it's when everything changed. So then it continues and it says, is this not the word that, you, uh, that we uh, told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve, to be a slave to the Egyptians. I, th this is the mentality of some, I'd rather be a slave to the enemy than, than, than wander with God and not know all of my future. I'd rather be a captive to my sin and my shame and my death and my destruction than walk out into the unknown future because question marks to me are too much for me. I don't, if I don't know it all, I don't want to go at all and so we we back ourselves out of this and they, they they they'd rather be slaves can we just look at this scripture and just for face surface value for one second say i do not want to be like that i don't want to be the person who says you know what i'd rather just be a slave i'd rather just be a servant no 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 that we can't go back even in this they were longing to go back because of fear how many of you have allowed fear to cripple you? And it cut off the creative perspective and new and fresh perspective that God has for you. I encourage you to change your perspective today. Because when you do, you're going to be like Anthony Berardi and you're going to launch a new business and you're going to write a book and you're going to, you're going to be like Mark and Brett Reyes and launch a new business, even in COVID. You're going to be like some of these wonderful people who all of a sudden in a moment where felt like things were taken away said, Lord, what can I do? And they took what they had left instead of looking what they lost and said, you know what? What I have left is pr something pretty great and I'm going to use it for something amazing. And so I I'm not going to look at what I've lost. Because then it'll only leave me longing for what I used to have. But I don't want what I used to have. I want a new marriage. I want a new blessing. I want new land. I want new territory. I want a new building. I want a new facility. I want a new house. I want a new car. I want a new job. I don't want the same old boss who used to beat me every day. I want a new boss. I want, I want a new place. I want a new environment. I want a new church. I want a, a fresh worship perspective, a fresh praise perspective. I want a new in my life. And I hope you want something new in your life, something fresh in your life. But some of the times that, that the main way that that happens is something has to die. You can't have new life without old life fading. So you have to let the old life fade and not look back and not cling to. So then it says this, verse 13. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. 
I'm going to read this all like just powerful in a reverent tone right here. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Now, I, there's lots of great pieces right in here, but I want you to hear, uh, and there's great truth. I mean, for number one, hold your peace. Yes, 100%. If you're speaking anything but peace, you should keep your mouth shut. And, and you know, we should only be speaking speaking in peace. And yes, the salvation of the Lord is on his hands and his shoulders. And I will see the Lord bring salvation to my life. There's so much greatness in this, but it confuses me by how God responds. Because if that's all good, then I'm confused of why God replies the way he does. And he says this, he says, but why do you cry to me? Why do you whine to me? Why are you talking to me? I'll put it up. Why are you even speaking right now? I already told you what to do. And God is going to continue to tell you, I'm not talking anymore until you start obeying more. Because everybody likes to talk about how God speaks so much. Oh, God was just talking to me the other day. Oh, God talks to me all day long. Oh, God never ceases to talk. You know what? I can count a handful of times that God actually talked to Abraham. I can talk only a handful of times, maybe 10 or 20 times that God spoke to Moses. And you know why? Because when God speaks, you just need to follow through and stand in faith. I don't need another word from God. I need to follow God's word. I need to obey God's word. Everybody likes to over-spiritualize God's voice. Oh, God was just telling me the other day about this. God was telling me about that. No, he wasn't. Shut up. He wasn't talking to you. He didn't speak audibly to you. He didn't come out. No, he wasn't speaking to you. You're making it up and you're being weird. That's why people don't like Christianity because we just start making stuff up when we don't understand things or when we're confused or when we're lost and we start chalking up God's voice to really our voice and you need to be silent and hold your peace because when God speaks, you just need to follow and you need to follow through. He already told him, I'm gonna bring you out. I'm gonna take care of you. And that's why he said what? What are you doing? Why are you talking to me? Could you handle that if God replied to you like that? I already told you. I, I, my word already says, church, that I'll work all things for the good of those who love me. What do you need another word for? I already told you, go and be a witness to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. What other word do you need from me? I've spoken so much, I'm kind of tired of talking because I've talked so much. I've talked till I'm blue in the face. I've told you a hundred times, a thousand times. I've told you in multiple stories and dimensions and all throughout scripture and over and over throughout time. I need you to start doing rather than wanting another word because we always just want another word. Super spiritual people always just want another word, another word, another word. But I don't need another word. I already have his word. Now I need to follow his word and do his word because I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. And so I need to follow through on God's word. And that may seem harsh to some. And that may seem difficult to swallow because you felt like God has always been talking. But I don't remember scriptures that say that. I do remember that God speaks in a timely, perfect manner. I do remember that God speaks at an appropriate season and hour. I do remember Jesus speaking very directly, plainly, and short. And I encourage you, you need to hear the word of God, receive the word of God, and walk in it. Because what does he say next? This is one of the best parts. 
He says, tell the children of Israel to go forward. Moses said, stand still, guys. Oh, if it's Jesus' will, he'll take care of it all. Oh, if it's God's will, he'll deliver everything. Just sit and be quiet. Just relax. If the Lord wants to do it, God bless him. He will. No, 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 no. Moses said, sit still, stand still, remain motionless. Don't move. Don't do. And God said, what are you saying? Tell the children of Israel to keep moving forward. I'm not here. You're not here to worry about who's trying to come up behind you. I'll take care. I wonder what would have happened if the children of Israel would never have looked back, would have saw the, the, the whole sea in front of them, and the first one with the boldness would have just said, you know what? God's going to take care of it, and stepped out. Without God having to have Moses raise his hand, without God having to say anything, do anything, if they'd have just had enough faith like Joshua did, step the first step in there and the whole river part I wonder if they'd have stepped in and never looked back if God would have said you guys just keep on walking because my job is to cover you my job is to deal with him my job is as you move forward in my promise and my plan I'm going to take care of every enemy I'm going to take care of every foe I'm going to take care of every adversary I'm going to handle them but I need you to keep moving forward come on let's give God some praise as I close this service, I, 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 I can't help but continue to just hammer this away in our hearts, in our minds. You can't keep looking back. You can't keep looking back at the what your spouse did to you in the past. You can't keep looking back at the way your teenagers and young adults behaved in their past. You can't keep predicting tomorrow's promises off of yesterday's pains. You have to keep moving forward. You can't hold on if it was a good day. You can't hold on to it if it was a bad day. You can't hold on to yesterday because yesterday is gone. Today, the present is your gift and the future is a promise for you, but you've got to keep moving forward, looking to what God has for you. And we can't keep looking back. We can't keep wanting the same old stuff. Uh, some of us just, we, we, we like the old songs because they're familiar. We like the way our preacher preached when we were growing up because it was familiar. We liked the way our church looked and smelled when we were younger because it was familiar. But God isn't calling you to the familiar. He's calling you into the unknown. He, he can't, the way your, your dad did business is not the way you can do business. Not even the way you should. You can't do business that way. Our, our future is so dramatically changed. I was taking a walk with my wife around NAU and then we went through the graveyard and we were watching and looking at all the years of these people that were, when they were born and when they died. And, and I looked back at one person, they had died in 1963. And, and for, for some of us, that's not that long ago. And it's like 63, that's not really an old grave. That's kind of a newer grave. And I'm like, let's find an old grave. But really 1963 is a world apart from where we are now. Well, there's no way you could operate today the way you did then. And, and, and when, they were alive, when they were born in 1862, we're talking about light years away. And, and let me, I'm gonna tie it in. 400 years 
in one area doing one thing for so long can get you in a place where you only know one life. But when God is trying to remove you out of that old life, you have to let go no matter how many years and you have to move forward because 400 year difference, how much different was year 400 to year 100? Dramatically different. And God was teaching him a new lesson. Hey, we gotta go, we gotta go. Now it's time to leave. Now it's time to change. And he says, I want you to do this, Moses, but I want you to lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I shall gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his armies and his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh and his chariots and his horsemen, that's, that's when we'll know. God is going to gain honor and God is going to defeat the end. I need somebody to hear this. God is going to defeat COVID. God is going to defeat your enemy. God is going to defeat cancer. And, and, and the best rejoicing part is God says, when I do, everyone will know it's to my honor. It's to my glory that I did, that I healed your family, that I restored your marriage, that I brought back your kids. When you keep moving forward with me, let me deal with the enemy. Let me deal with the addiction that's tried to plague your family. Let me deal with the depression. Let me deal with the depravity. Let me deal with the sin and the shame and the transgression. Let me deal with the iniquity. You keep moving forward and let me become what only I can be for you. And I will gain honor through it all. Come on, give God some praise. If you know a victory is headed your way, if your enemy's about to be swallowed up, if the devil's about to be defeated, because I'm not here to live under the devil's heel. The Bible says that he's gonna live under my heel and I'm not called to live under his shadow. He's called to live under my shadow and I'm moving forward with Christ. I'm moving forward in faith. I have to share this last part to you because it's such a rejoicing part. So stay standing with me. Stay, stay standing, I'm gonna close, I promise. Third closing, it says, and the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved. Oh, <laughs> the angel of God who went before moved. I don't know if you need to hear this, but somebody needs to hear this in your spirit because some of you who've lived enough life to be faced with such a trial that you didn't know you'd make it out through, if you've lived long enough to feel that, if you've really faced some adversity in your life, I need you to hear this because all of a sudden, and God moved on their behalf and God is moving on your behalf. They couldn't, again, they could not see him, but God moved. And God moved on their behalf, Omar. God moved and God moved from going before them now to get behind them. So wherever the enemy thinks he's gonna get you, God is moving to reposition himself to say, no, you can't come against my children. And he says he went behind them and the pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. So it came between them and the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it, said, thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other. 
so that one did not come near to all the, to, to the other all that night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind and all that night and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went in the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were a wall by them. I, I need you to hear this picture because what, what God was doing in this moment is he said what, what, what was a light for others was darkness for others. So, so for one, it brought light to the Egyptians, but it brought darkness or it brought light to the Israelites, but it brought darkness to the Egyptians. So sometimes what God is going to do, I need you to stay with me. What God is going to do as he positions himself in your life to defeat your enemies and keep you moving forward is, is he is going to project direction and light for you as he casts darkness upon others and he will confuse them and keep them and stop them. So when you're in this battle, you've got to keep moving with the light. You've got to keep moving with the cloud. You've got to keep moving forward in faith. You've got to keep moving forward and you've got to understand that God God is shining a light for you to follow. You can't worry about if others, I need you to hear this, you can't worry about if everyone can see what you're seeing, can go where you're going, can do what you're doing. You have to understand that sometimes you're seeing things that no one else can see because what was light for others was darkness for them. And so you have a light in front of you. You have a shining beacon in front of you. You have a hope in front of you. You have fire to guide you. You have an empowerment of God to lead you and direct you everywhere you need to go. And there are people in your life who may not see it. And I know oh, we have to end. This is where we got to end today. There are people who are not going to see it like you do. There are people who are not going to feel what you feel. There are people who are not going to connect with what you connect with and who you connect with. There are things that aren't, are going to be confusing and not make any sense to others, but it's going to make total sense to you. And you need to keep moving forward with what God is speaking to you. Because God is speaking, and I want my businessmen, I want my leaders, I want my men and women of God to hear me. There are things spoken to you that are going to make total sense to you, but it's going to sound like craziness to others. And you're going to move forward with faith. You're going to move forward with boldness because there's a light shining in front of you that no one else can see. And you're wondering, you're wondering, why can't anybody else see this? Why can't anybody else see that, that the worship we have is good, that the word that we have is... Why, do, why can't everybody that I know fall in love with the God that I've fallen in love with? Why can't everybody choose to worship like we worship? Why can't... And you just got to keep moving forward because there's a, a lane for you, a light for you, a direction for you that not everybody can see. And you got to keep moving forward. Might not make sense to a lot of people but it's gonna make sense to you. It's gonna be a light for you. It's gonna be direction for you. And I feel like this is a prophetic word for all of us right now in this moment is that there's a direction coming. There, there's a new light coming that's gonna guide us down a road we've never been on before and yet only we can see it and it makes no sense to everybody else but it makes perfect sense to us because I'm following the light that always protected me, that's always covered me, that's always gone before me and so I'm gonna continue to follow that word, that light, that feeling, that unction of the Holy Spirit within me and say, 
say, I know this sounds crazy, but I think we should do this. I know it sounds just outside of the realm of, of, of logic, but we need to do this. We need to speak up. We need to go here. We need to build here. We need to launch here. We need to write that book, launch that business. We need to do that. I know it doesn't make sense right now. I know it doesn't make sense to you for me to launch this and do this and go with this and, and, and become this and have this right now, but I've got to keep following God because he's got a path for me that I can see and you may not see it so don't compare your perspective with other people's perspective because again it all comes back to what we started with perspective your perspective has a light that only you can see and the light that shines in front of you is the light that you need to follow it's the light that's going to guide you direct you and speak to you it's going to be that fire by night that cloud by day that gives you a perspective of here's your next step here's your next step here's your next move here's your I, I know there's a huge sea in front of you but I'm gonna lead you through this this is where my lights going I, I need you to go through this I'm gonna take care of them I need you to go here and God's gonna call you to a greater place of faith and trust and hope and life and, and, and it's gonna come by a way of a wall of a Red Sea and just like he parted it on the right and on the left, he's going to make a wall on either side of you so you don't turn to your right or your left, but so that you move straight forward. Because didn't he say that? He said, don't turn to the right or the left, but keep your eyes focused. Keep your perspective on him. Keep my sight on him. And as I move forward with Christ, I'm going to walk through some of the most difficult seasons in my life. Because they called it a sea, but I call this a season for you. And they had to walk through their most difficult moment. And you're going to walk through this season just like they walked through that sea. And, and it's going to separate and it's going to cause a greater level of faith and trust in you. And you're going to come out on the other side saying, we were there when. I was there when God delivered us. I was there when God healed my family. You know what? They called me crazy at the beginning because they didn't see what I saw. But when we came through it, we were the ones with the testimony that were able to speak about how God brought us through the Red Sea, about how God delivered us from Corona, about how God brought my business back, about how God resurrected my marriage, about how God took me through the impossible and made it possible in my life, how he brought Flagstaff back to life, Arizona back to life, the United States, because what the enemy meant to destroy a nation will actually birth greatness. It'll great birth faith. It'll birth life. It'll birth miracles and wonders and signs that we've never heard of. But you'll never get those great miracles by standing still. You have to keep moving forward. Great miracles come by great adversity. And great adversity is only faced by people of greatness who decide to say, I know it doesn't look like the smart thing to do. I know it looks like the stupid thing to do, just start walking and in towards a sea when I've got an enemy who wants to destroy me. But I know it doesn't make sense to launch this business right now. I know it doesn't make but I got to keep moving forward. I know it doesn't make sense to, why would I launch a book now? Why would I try to launch, why would I try to grow my business now? Why would I try to, 
why would I try to, why would I try to change positions? There are some of you who, who you know that there's a position change, a job change that's happening for you, and you're worried and you're thinking, we shouldn't do it right now, but God's saying, no, this is the perfect time to do it because I need you to do what is the impossible. I need you to go for, I need you to believe in me when no one else believes in me. I need you to see what no one else sees. I need you to hear what no one else hears. I need you to feel what no one else feels. When everybody says, oh, the church is probably going to struggle. The church is probably going to, I don't even know if anybody will come back. I don't even know if anybody's going to feel comfortable enough. I don't know if you should even have services or I don't even know if you should, should you, let's just dial it down. And while the enemy says, just come on back, we're going to say, let's crank this thing up and let's move forward and let's step forward and let's believe with great faith because there's a light before me that shines in my path that directs me. And while it's darkness and doesn't make sense to others, it makes perfect sense to me. And I'm going to follow God. I'm going to follow God. And he's making my path straight. He's guiding me in the right way. And I'm going to get to come through this season and not be consumed by it. But I'm going to be on the other side of it, looking back, saying, thank God I followed him when he said move. Because if I'd have stayed standing, I'd be drowned just like them. But I kept moving. I kept walking. And I'm walking through my season. You're walking through your season. You're not going to stay stuck in your season because you'll die in that season keep moving forward and as that sea parts you take one bold courageous step at a time and by the time you cross to the other side you're going to be able to look back and say kids I remember when I almost stopped I remember where we paused and we blamed I remember I, but I also remember where I took a step of faith I remember where I kept walking I remember where I didn't look back I remember when something changed in you and my mom and your mom and we kept moving forward and now we're able to look back and say God delivered us then he'll deliver us now God brought me through it then he'll bring me through it now because you're going to be on the other side of that sea here in a minute because your season is coming to an end and God is bringing bringing you straight through it straight through it because there's a light guiding you oh so powerful I gotta I gotta end right here keep following that light Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for tonight and today. I pray, I, I pray I, I, that you would just continue to minister and minister and minister to us. Let this word saturate in us. I know this prophetic. I know some of this is tough. I know some of this is challenging. I know some of this is even beyond our foresight because some of us haven't faced real adversity and some of us haven't faced real challenge. So there's a disconnect for us and we don't really understand it yet, but we will in the future. And I thank you, God, Lord, that there's a word gonna be hidden within us so that when we do face tremendous adversity, we can lean back on the words you've already spoken because we don't need another word. We've already got the word. And our word is that you're going to bring us through this sea and this season and we're going to walk right through it and we're going to stand on the other side of it and we're going to look back and say, thank God he brought us through it. He took care of my enemies. He destroyed my adversary. He, just, he took care of everything that was trying to attack me and bring me down. And God restored me and built me. And put a miracle in my life. And I thank you, God. I thank you that you're doing that. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power and the anointing that's on this word. To break the yoke. 
If we got to hear it a million times, I'm going to say it a million times. Don't look back. Don't look back. God can only bless what is in motion. It's by man's wisdom that we say stand still, but it's by God's authority that he says move forward. And Lord, we thank you that we're not looking back. We're moving forward. We're not going to be captivated by our fear. We're going to move forward in our faith. And we thank you that you're going to do that with us. And I pray right now, if anybody wants to choose Jesus today, you want to receive Jesus in your life, I want you to start typing in that comment, and I want you to say, I choose Jesus today, because this is your day that the Lord has made, and he's saying, now is your chance, now is your time that you can dedicate your heart and your life to me, and you can choose eternal life. You can get forgiveness of sins. You can be washed clean and made brand new and your past cannot hold you, Egypt cannot hold you, slavery cannot hold you, because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And you need to receive the blood of Jesus over your life. You need to receive who Jesus is in your life. And if that's you, and you want to choose Jesus today, I want you to pray this prayer after me out loud. Repeat it together. Dear Jesus, I receive you now. As my Lord, as my Savior, as my heavenly father wash me clean make me brand new set me free i am forever yours and i am saved in jesus name everybody said amen come on let's give god some praise awesome honey won't you come up and join me <clears throat> you know uh, there's an authority on this word and, and there's a power and an unction that you got to grab a hold of. Some of it may feel like there's a, there's a disconnect, like I don't know about what that means for me or looks like for me, but I'm here to tell you today, you just need to grab a hold of the word because that word will never return void. And that word is more powerful than anything you know. And when the time comes that you need that word, God will open it up to you and God will bring a new perspective like we've been talking about and revelation for you to receive that word. Yes, and I wanna confirm that because I was, you know, you were speaking, getting ready to close and you know, you always say, listen to what God is speaking to you. and. You know, I was just reflecting like, wow, this is such an incredible word. It's so, it has the opportunity to bring about so much transformation. And, and I thought, you know, gosh, all these words, these last few weeks through this time, through COVID, you know, we've been talking, I'm just really letting you in on this, Bridge Church, in our, in our staff meetings, how you have, you know, gone to another level in your anointing. And, and there's just something breaking forth that is like, unlike anything that we have ever experienced and as I was reflecting upon that I felt the Holy Spirit say that you were an oracle of the Lord and and as I was trying to you know look that up and really understand what that means and it talks about it in Kings and in Romans and and it's mostly talking about how it is the prophetic and that there is a voice and that you can access the Holy of Holies. And, and so I wanna confirm that. I wanna affirm that in your spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit is, is saying about you, that you are an oracle of the Lord. And we are grateful, God, for this man. We are thankful for the word and, and your spirit that is alive within him, God. And we just thank you for what you're doing, Lord, and what you're speaking in him, God. And as you fill him with your spirit, Lord, 
what is within him, Lord, will be poured out, which is your spirit, Lord. And he is going to be able to bring such understanding, Lord, so that your people here on earth can receive transformation, God. And we are grateful, Lord, that you have ordained this man to be your oracle and, Lord, to be our pastor. We are grateful, Lord, for that. And we thank you for all of these things and all the things that have transpired and what is yet to come, Lord. We are grateful for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's say a good yes, amen. Come on. Amen. Receive it. Amen. I receive it. You know, and, and, and just to take some time, because y'all don't have anywhere to go, uh, but is to, is to really just continue to allow people. If, if th when there's a word spoken, you may feel like, man, that resonates with my heart. You need to say, that's for me. Uh, she may have not said your name. I didn't say your name, but I, I'm here to tell you, you need to grab a hold of that word. And just like we close with how the, the, the one is light for another, but dark for others. And, and that word that is so powerful because some things are going to be brought to the forefront of your heart and your mind that speak to you. And you're going to say, that was for me. Don't, don't let it pass by. Say, I need that. And grab a hold of that word because it is affirming. And I thank you for saying that. And I thank you for praying over me. Uh, and I, cry, I pray we all continue to grab a hold of that light and keep moving forward. Amen. Amen. I awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Love you. <clears throat> Let's speak our bridge declaration. Let's speak our declaration together. Uh, just know that we love you, we celebrate you, we believe in you, and we know that God has such great things ahead for us because our ladder will be greater. Our ladder will be greater. I want you to put your hand over your heart and say, my ladder will be greater. My ladder will be greater. Which means we're gonna keep looking forward. Amen? It's about moving forward. We're yes. gonna move forward Amen. together. Let's, so let's say this together. I, I am a bridge builder. This, this is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen, Bridge Church. Amen. You are a bridge builder. We love you. We bless you. And we'll see you this week. God bless. We are so glad you joined us today. If this message spoke to you and you decided to make a spiritual decision, we would love to connect with you. You can do that by sending us an email to info at wearebridge.church and let us know that you took that step today. Also, if you are new to our Bridge Church online family, we have a very special gift that we would love to send you. You can also email us at info at wearebridge.church and share some information so we can send that gift to you. Again, we're so glad you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. So stay connected, because remember, we're better together. Bye, Bridge fam.